All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying 
life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast for colorful women alike. All right, guys. Um, our girls. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Oh, 
bringing it back, bringing it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hey guys, so this week, first in off, tea. How was your weekend? Oh yeah, my weekend was <laughs> turned. My weekend was turned. Okay, from from Friday to today. <laughs> Lituation. How was yours? I was with you. It was oh, like so a summer, same, same. a kickoff to the summer and spring. What just happened on Friday? We went out and danced. We sure in the fuck did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, this this weekend we've been nonstop. <laughs> we've been. I forgot about Friday. We've been nonstop. We hit the Federal Bar, mm-hmm. downtown Long Beach. Dancing some little nineties and nineties hip hop and R and B. Yes, yes. Had a few drinks. A drink. A drink. We kept it cute. We did. And then. Yesterday, had a little brunch, brunch, brunch. A lot of drinks. But I had a system. Yeah. <laughs> I was not going down like, I, like I've like i done before. Not going down like you've done in the past. No. That's, that's the only reason why we were able to continue on today. Because How we have mimosas, done our usual program, today wouldn't have happened. Those mimosas had me boxing with my demons. <laughs> I get home, I be like, whoa there. Girl, you barely be able to take off your clothes, shower, and put on your pajamas. It Seriously. So this is what I did, ladies. For every two, three sips of mimosa, sip of water. Okay. The dilute. Got it. That means once it's hitting your system, it's hitting it water down. H2O hydration is key. Yes. Per our Instagram wellness segment. Yes. A couple weeks ago, hydration is key, baby. And so I felt alcohol good. is a diuretic. Yep. And it drains you. So. Drag to hell. Drink your water. You're turning up. Drink your water. And today we had a little painting sip. A yeah, girlfriend fun. It was a good weekend. We're going into the week with week with some positive energy. Come on, great time. Ready to kick Monday's ass, hoping it don't kick my ass. Right. So for the tea this week. Yeah, what's tea? First on the table we have DJ Khaled. Why Another did you say one. His name. <laughs> this man. What's going on? He was on the Breakfast Club, interviewed on Breakfast at Breakfast Club, and he said that he refuses to eat the box. He refuses. How to, did that even come up? Is that something people just know about him? Like you know what I mean? Like why was I don't think just, it just I don't think people know about it. They were just talking. I didn't watch the whole interview. Talking. I sex. just watched that segment, Let's so I don't know how sex, it came baby. up because I'm not. Int- I wasn't interested in the DJ Khaled. You Got know, it. full tea. This is just the segment they pulled for the for internet. The social, right? So he was speaking, and he was like, um, "He doesn't believe in giving his woman oral sex, but he believes in receiving it because a man needs to be praised as the king of the home. A man needs to be praised. He does not want to give it. He says uh, his form of praise is the house you're living in." The food you're eating, all the clothes you're wearing, me taking care of my family, I'm taking care of your family, ain't no praise in bit. Or that's the praise. I'm not eating the box. So T.I. Which is sick because first off, what would happen if the playing field was a little more equal, like financially, you know, like two incomes, like we both two income home. support the house. Like he couldn't have that. That's just a little something he's dangling over his whoever she is. I know she's like either a long term girlfriend or his wife. His wife now, they've been together forever, though. Yeah, he's just using that. That's bullshit. I would be on strike. Ain't sucking my, yo dick. <laughs> Ain't no dick going in my mouth. No panties. Like, I would be like, no panties coming off. My love is going to cost. <laughs> Ain't no way that you going to get it. Lips would be sealed, honey. I would be like, no, I don't have my teeth locked. <laughs> my teeth locked like this. I'd be like, get your dick away Stop. from my mouth. Mm-mm. Stop. So, T.I. Jaws went open. T.I. Tip. A.K.A. the people. 
Yes. He had comments. He says that he thinks that Khaled's oral sex comments make him look like a sexist fool. Let me say it in his voice. Look like a sex fool. Oh Lord! And someone, and it like someone who's stuck in the 1950s. I guess they weren't eating the box back in the 50s. Can't imagine they weren't. I think they were. Maybe it just wasn't. You I'm know. sure my grandma got her box. Seriously, she's my a, grandma must have because she had four kids by the time she was 22. <laughs> Tip also said that he couldn't imagine not wanting to explore every part of a woman because it's such a turn on to him and he can't Ooh. help feeling that Khaled's aversion to performing oral sex brings into question how much she really likes women. No, now I think he's probably just not good at it. You know how sometimes it's just you're not good at it. And, and at maybe that point, save stop. It. Yeah, so he probably just and says, you need to be buying me a house. The oven has got hey, to nigga, be. Hey, nigga, you don't eat my pussy right, so I need a house. Right. That's the oven raunchy. has got to preheat it, like uh, Trey Song said. <laughs> no, like Usher said. Got that oven preheated. Trey invented sex, but he ain't teach y'all to eat it. Eat it. Usher told us. You said eat, eat it. it. I felt that when he said that, I was like, "Woo!" They taking it. <laughs> Panty soaking, <laughs> you know. So that is disgusting, DJ Khaled. That is so sexist and just childish. I feel like childish again, okay? reciprocity. Childish. If you think that you can give receive it, then nigga, you gotta give it. Otherwise, <laughs> we're not participating in that part. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no sloppy toppy for anybody. No, nobody. We're we're dead and it's there. We just getting straight to it then. Straight I guess. to it. We can kiss like like kids, children, young chi- kids, like children do. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss until you're ready, and then just get on going. But yeah, no, I am not about to be giving you the pleasure of get putting your dick in my mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ, getting it all good and going. And then I'm just going, then we just get right to the business. I agree. Oh, hell no. Okay. Hell no. Dirty ass dog. So we don't agree with Cal. If you if you wanted to know how we felt about it. Don't we don't agree. agree. Don't agree. Moving right along. Childish Gambino put out a new video today. He did. Yes. This is America. I don't know the other words, y'all. Lo- I'm still learning learned, it. Right. This I is loved, America. First of all, I know this wasn't the point of the video. But, but he was gigging. Moves. He was gigging from I the said, beginning when he hit the that rolling. Mm, mm, yep. Yeah, he was he was doing his thing. I was like, uh, he's looking like Bay. Mm. I love him. Maybe nigga. the maybe the dance moves are Bay. Dance moves separate from like childish. I just love a nigga that could dance. I feel you. The Chris Browns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes. Okay. Let's and talk I about like the way. Childish Gambino, well, Donald Glover goes like in between those his alter ego of Childish Gambino. I think that's fucking clever. That's really getting in your bag. He's a creative. That's not being limited right there. He's a creative as fuck. That's like, nigga, I'm about to get my act on. I'm going to get my rap on. My, I'm really going to explore all facets of my creativity. He Love does, it. He does it. So let's talk about the video and the song. Yes. It's important that you watch the video with the song. I think that's why he released them at the same time like that instead of just giving us the song and the yeah. video later. And you have to watch the video multiple times because it's a lot to unpack. It's loaded. Lots of lots of symbolism in there and you have to watch it like two, three times because there's a lot going on in the four four foreground and in the back i mean yeah the foreground and the background yes you have a lot going on right in front of you and there's a bunch of shit going on in the back so first bit of tea is the kids are just dancing non-stop honey all the latest dances baby all of them all of them while there's all this chaos and fucking bullshit going on around them well first of all the way he started the video 
oh. shooting that man, which was Trayvon Martin's father. That took me down. In the head. Now, I didn't know that was his father at first. I didn't recognize him. I didn't either. But once I found out that was his father, I was like, well, damn. Yeah, that it kind of is it's pretty deep. Oh. What's that? This is America. That's how it's. Oh, I'm like, what? So it's deep. So he shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. Then the video. And they drag him away. They drag him away while Childish Gambino carefully places the gun into the the towel places it on another person that i think well what people are saying is representation of the guns being handled with care yeah i mean in the whole video basically but they don't give a damn okay. about our black bodies that's why they drag the dead body right on off like we don't give a fuck about black lives in america mm-hmm. they didn't you know that's pretty fucked there up there was to do no a dead... shock no. like oh my god you shot him in the head he placed that gun cleaned cleaned up the gun cleaned up the evidence and the body no dirt on his hand no blood on his hands and that was it continued on representation really of how cops kill these black men all the fucking time then he continues on in the video and there's so much fucking going on like we said so much gigging rioting in the background people jumping down committing suicide and then when the choir got shot the charleston massacre i was like oh my god wait what just happened yeah that, that that was really sick representation of that man Yes. That sick white man coming into that church acting like he was there for Bible study. Yeah, we have Shoot, that. Shooting the damn club up. We have that. Shooting the church up. We do. And then we have, what else did he do after that? There's just more dancing, um, you know, just a lot of terror. The shooting in the back of the head and then the shooting of the choir is repre- like represents and is symbolic of the terrorism that we have inside of the country and outside of the country. Mm-hmm. So we have our own fucking terrorism going on with shit like that, like mass mass shootings and mass murders. But then there's also terror outside of the country. And then they had those young black kids dancing, which can be multiple things. It can just be overall a distraction from what's going on. Yep. But then also how hip hop uses, uses these young black kids to do the, the cooning, I guess, or just, you know, jumping around, dancing around to distract us from things. I think I think Childish Gambino is playing the role of both distraction and distractor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's doing a little both because he's dancing, dancing, dancing. He's with us, but then he's also creating a lot of the chaos. He is shooting the choir, shooting Trayvon Martin's fire. Yes, honey. Both sides of the fence vibe. And then we get to the very end where he's running, face is just completely Before in terror. he started running, what was Scissor's role? She wasn't, she didn't do anything. She was, she, that. I'm he, just he wondering just, what she symbolized. Nothing. She just got on the. She was just there? Yeah, a little cameo. And he okay. was just dancing on top of those cars. And then he started running at the very end, which shook me up. I thought that was a little Roots. That was giving me Roots vibes. <laughs> Slavery. I was like, whoa. Because, you know, it just was looking real scared and dark. It looked like he had a lynch mob behind him. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that could also mean that now all the shit that he was, like, being distracted from. Because, remember, he's playing two parts. He's distractor and he's distraction. Now all the stuff that he was distracted by is following him. He's trying Coming to Coming back away. to haunt him. <laughs> He's trying to get away, run from it. Hunty. Hunty. Good, great point video. There. So Kudos. I'm excited to see what else um, Childish Gambino has for us. But you know what? I was reading on face on Facebook today. There was another side to it. Oh. Um, there was this woman, um, a black woman. She had posted the video and she had posted her point of view saying that um, Childish Gambino was fake woke. 
because he uses his quote unquote wokeness for gain, but he doesn't really live by it. Because Why? Because he has a white wife? Yeah. That's basically what she was saying. Okay. Because he has a white wife. What if his wife stands in solidarity with a lot of his views that is fucked up shit happening to people in America, um, specifically black people in America? What if she's like, yeah, I agree with all of that. What if she's woke? She could be. You know, I mean, not that I'm I mean, I don't have anything against interracial dating. Fucking I don't care. You know, same sex. It doesn't matter to me. I, You know, I'm just saying, like, how can she use that? To I'm say just sharing and, this woman's point know, of view. And I'm saying, <laughs> I know, but I'm also saying, how can she say he's fake woke? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so don't. I, I, some people weren't feeling it. Sorry, people. Some people weren't feeling the video and saw it in another light. But, I mean, that's life. Everyone's not going to agree. Yeah. You know, it's no, no tea, no, no shade. Well, she was trying to shade him. But, anyway, so watch the video if you guys haven't already. Watch it a few times. It's pretty good. Yes. So, last week, episode 45, we talked about um, overcoming, in, or actually it was fraud or gnaw, mm-hmm. overcoming imposter syndrome. And we just asked them key questions like, do you feel like you're a fake or as if some of your accomplishments are too good to be true? Well, you might be dealing with imposter syndrome. And in last week's episode, we discussed ways to overcome feelings of self-doubt and offer tips to help you tackle your dreams head on. The girlfriends were really feeling this Mm -hmm. one. It it really is something that we're all dealing with. I think it was, I think we just put a name or just touched on we were able to identify exactly what it's called when we feel like feel these feelings of am I really doing am I lucky or did I really do what I needed to do to be where I am right now yes and it was good to see that it wasn't a foreign feeling a lot of people battle with it yes and there's ways to overcome it as there is with everything else so listen to the episode tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell another homegirl Right. And yeah, just pass it on. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So this week. This week. Today. We sat down with our girlfriend, Tamiri. Yes, we did. A.K.A. the Astro Fashionista. That's a tongue twister. Astrology Bay. Yes. Astrology Bay. Astro Fashionista. God damn it. Astro Fashionista. Astro Fashionista. <laughs> Astro Fashionista. See, it's really a tongue Astro Fashionista. Just I know, say but it, if you say, say it, it as two separate words. Astro Fashionista. Hey, okay. girl. Hey. So. We sat down with our girl. She gave us all kind of tips, tricks. She basically read, read us. us and she'll read you too. We talked about birth charts. We talked about how our natal chart helps us more closely identify with our personalities, our ego, our self-image. All of that and also how our natal chart can help us find our passions, help us find the right relationships, Mm -hmm. help us really get a grip on life, a better grip on life. Yep. So now's your time. She's coming up. She's coming up. So buckle up (laughs) because we're going for a ride. All right, baby girl. So we have our special guest here to marry. Right, Brittany? Yes, we do. Yay. To talk about all things astrology and get us good and ready to pull up on a nigga <laughs> that we match with. To tackle life. So let's give her a proper introduction. Yeah. To Mary Z. Ater, owner and founder of Astro Fashionista LLC, is a professional astrologer and personal success coach. 
Her mission is to encourage and empower people to create prosperity in every area of their lives by using the ancient gift of astrology. With over 10 years of experience, of experience studying astrology and divination, divination Tamari has advised hundreds of clients on how to make their dreams a reality. Through her work, she is able to use her client's natal chart, a snapshot of their soul's destiny, to help them know thyself, find their life, purpose, or career path, improve their relationships, attract their ideal partner, and more. Tamari's website, astrofashionista.com, gives visitors practical advice on how to use astrology every day to maximize their success in a fun and relatable way. A lover of fashion and beauty, Tamiri used the power of astrology to help guide her career advancements as a global marketing professional for multi-billion dollar corporations, Hearst Magazines, Marie Claire, and Unilever Prestige, Murad and Dermalogica, and instructor at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising Los Angeles. Tamiri was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, she is a certified angel card reader and determined to help bring good fortune to inner peace seekers worldwide. That's a Ooh. long bio. I'm like, dang, I should have cut that a little bit nah, short. we like it. <laughs> we didn't give the girls everything. Ooh, Gaga. Especially the, uh, the day gig. Bitch, I'm an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to know. I need you yes. to know. Thanks for being here. Yes, I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Yes. So let's get on into it. So let's start off with what astrology, what is astrology? Yes. Um, astrology really is the study of the planets and the stars and really how it relates to us humans here on Earth. That's like probably the most simple explanation that I can give. Um, I think a lot of people look at astrology as like, oh, what's your sign? What's your zodiac sign? Let me read a horoscope. But there's so much more to it. And that's part of my mission is to show people that you can really use astrology to maximize your success in life, that there is more to it. There's a natal chart. There's compatibility charts. There's transit charts so that you know what's going on in the world so that you can act on certain act better in certain situations. So mm -hmm. in a nutshell, it's just using the stars to kind of help um, guide your life. I love it. Now, did you go to school for astrology, or is it just something you picked up on the side? Yeah, no, I didn't go to school for astrology. There are um, astrology associations and certifications that you can do, um, which some astrologers do. A lot of people don't. But I, this is something that I've self-taught. Um, it has been with me since I was a little kid. My dad is a... Um, a lecturer and an architect and he's really into signs and astrology so it's very much been a part of my upbringing but um, I really got into it when I was graduated from college and I was kind of lost on what I wanted to do right um, I had done all these fabulous internships and I really didn't like my first job and it literally walked into my life so um, the Astro twins I don't know if you guys have heard of the Astro twins yeah. um, they their manager worked in the office of my at my first job in Beverly Hills oh, wow. and um, they literally walked in and <laughs> read my chart one day because um, I was really into astrology and they were like, oh, they looked at me and they're like, you're either a Taurus or a Scorpio. And I'm like, oh, I'm a Taurus. And then come to find out I'm a Scorpio rising. They literally looked at me and were able to tell that. Um, and so ever since that, I think I was like, 
I guess I was like 20 years old. Um, I would have been like, what the I <laughs> was obsessed. Like, I got my first book. I started, like, reading all these books, taking all these classes. I've taken a lot of classes. Um, I started doing readings for, like, friends and stuff. And I did that for years until um, an ex-boyfriend of mine, he was like, you, he's a Capricorn. He's like, you need to get paid. Right. <laughs> so he really yeah. encouraged me. He's right. like, come on, like. And I never thought it was a real job. I'm like, well, no one's going to take it serious. And I, you know, had always worked in fashion or beauty of some sorts. And I started just doing it on the side. And I, I, st- I launched a website, um, astrofashionista.com, just as like a side hustle. Um, we love a side hustle. Yeah. And eventually this side hustle will be my main hustle. Come but on. that. Yes. I'm very close. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much how I got into it. But I've literally read hundreds, hundreds of charts for people. Do people think it's scary? Like, oh, girl, don't come over here reading me. Uh, you know, because some people are like, uh-uh, girl, I know, keep that. I know. Keep it. Some people are afraid. I feel like a lot of people that don't understand, like if maybe if they're very religious or Mm -hmm. they just don't understand it. But once I'm like, well, this isn't really a religious thing. You can be any religion and and practice astrology or even just read about it. I think most people are more curious. And when I start telling them and I'm able to sum up their personality in two minutes, then they're believers. They're They're believers. (laughs) (laughs) The planets, the stars, the moon, how they affect our human lives is from the, the Lord created this earth. Yeah. He okay, created. come on. You taking it. There. Take it to church. I took it. Took it. Took it. Now we're, we're back. Right. I mean, it's kind of common sense to me. It's like if we, I think it's kind of narcissistic to not believe that we're connected to the world in somewhere. Yeah. Like we're just here existing for no reason. Like right. if we're a part of this universe, why wouldn't we be affected by it? To me, it makes total sense, but to some people it might not. Right. Um, I agree. I feel like it makes sense to me. We're here. I get yeah. It. We're here. So. I have another question. Yes. You know how people are like, I'm a Libra. I am a Libra, y'all. <laughs> so I'm a Libra and say I have a homegirl who's a Libra. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't know much about the natal chart. Yeah. So, you know, it could be two Libra homegirls in the same space, same time, and we're totally different. Mm-hmm. Give us some tea on that. What yes. is a natal chart? Yes, that's a good segue. Um, The natal chart is really a snapshot of how the universe looked the moment you were born. So if you took a picture when you were born in the stars, that's your your natal chart on paper. And a natal chart, if I, I tell anybody, if you're not into astrology, if you want to know about it, at least have this done once in your life because it really is going to be a, a guide to like all the possibilities of your life. Mm-hmm. So it can show your general personality. It could show the type of partners you um, are attracted to, who you might be attra- or who you might end up with. It can tell you what your career path, your destiny is, um, what your home life was. It can say like your mental state. There's so much that can be found in a natal chart. Um, and that is just simply what the planets were doing at the moment you were born and how they were talking to each other. <laughs> so that is why you can't just say okay you're a Libra I don't get along with Libras it's like no every Libra is different we all have it's like a fingerprint we all have our own personal um, chart unless you're obviously twins have the same charts but even twins if they're born minutes apart can have different rising signs Mm -hmm. are um, and they're called um, astrology twins I think or I can't remember the name but your astro twin is somebody that was born the same day and time as you which is same like city but like, how are you going to, when are you ever going to find right, that person unless right. you go to the hospital and look up the records? But yeah, and there's also within every um, Zodiac sign, there's thing called decans. So every um, 10 days or so, there's a different ruler of the Zodiac. So if you're born at the beginning of Libra, you're different than a Libra at the end, oh which some people are like, well, are 
you a October Libra? Are you a September that. Libra? Scorpio. Yeah. As soon as you meet somebody, like, yeah. yes. They're like, hey, girl. Wait, right. but are you October? Are you a September? It's like, yeah. But there is some truth to that. Definitely, because I've met a September Virgo and it way different i'm like i don't think you're a virgo sis <laughs> i don't think you're because you're an august virgo yeah and yeah. i'm okay. on the cusp okay yes yeah, yeah. so are you the 22nd 23rd or so, 23rd okay you're kobe bryant's birthday yeah so, yeah <laughs> um our girl to mary is good she's telling you dang that is fucking deep yeah. so Brittany, do you know all of your shit when it comes to your natal. I do, I do. I yeah. I did my I inserted my information to find out my natal chart, and so my son sign is Virgo. Mm-hmm. That's the one that we all mainly identify with, and then my rising is a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading, it says that the sun sign represents like our character, mm-hmm. our personal identity, and our ego, and then our rising sign usually defines like the first impression that we make on others Mm -hmm. and our physical appearance Mm -hmm. and like our overall body and health. So Mm -hmm. when I was reading, I was like, this fucking chart is reading me. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it was like Virgos are perfectionists. Uh They really strive to like do well in whatever they're doing. They really long to do something, anything really well. And I was like, that's me. And then when I, and then it also said that I was supportive Uh and kind and um, diligent. And then when I, went over to the Capricorn, Come it, on, says Capricorn. That, yes. it says that Capricorns are really all about competence and really, they really care about their image. They're really uh-huh. image conscious. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> and then it talked about being really responsible and like having to be the responsible one uh-huh. as, as young as a child. Yeah. And I'm the oldest child. And I'm like, I was responsible as a young yeah. child. I, had, I felt like those kids were mine. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm responsible. So I really identify with my chart. I felt like mine was on point. Uh-huh. I did too. What about yours, Jeremy? Uh, my sun sign is a Libra. Mm-hmm. My rising sign is Cancer. I had no fucking idea about the Cancer did tidbit. But I always know by my, my sun sign because I'm sociable. I'm pretty balanced. Mm-hmm. Um I know that I'm very indirect to a degree. I know that, you know, I'm kind of like indecisive, Mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, I'm like approachable. I can like cooperate, but I will fuck a bitch. (laughs) That's just the sidebar. I don't want to rock the boat, but I will if necessary. Mm -hmm. But my cancer sign was saying that um, I'm super sensitive to like noise or sound, my Mm -hmm. environment, which is true as fuck yeah um just the little things that it was saying i was like oh shit this is me this is more me i feel than i feel like both of them are very much me they like make me up yeah what else does cancer say i'm rising you tell me <laughs> cancer rising would be because think about a cancer is a, sh- a crab right so it's hard on the outside and soft yeah. on the inside so it's putting up this read facade me, that you're me, like i'm me. strong but then in the inside you're like a it's little, little bit emotional yeah yeah, yeah. It did say i was kind of emotional uh-huh. as a ch- sensitive sensitive yes. but i i will put a guard up just as a protection defense mechanism you feel me I yeah do. it's right what is yours okay so i'm a taurus which is another earth sign so Virgo and Capricorn are both earth signs. Libra is an air, air sign. sign. Cancer is a water sign. So I'm a Taurus. I know, and that's weird because we be clicked up. No, that's good, but you might have some good synastry going on, so yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, So it's Taurus is very grounded, stable, earth sign. Very, It rules money and stability, so a lot of Tauruses like nice Boy. things. They like to feel comfortable. They like to... Um, whereas Capricorn, the reason why Capricorns are... are 
are conscious about their looks and stuff is because it rules the 10th house of your destiny point. So they want to be the goat climbing to the top of the mountain and claiming success is theirs. <laughs> and my boo is a Capricorn. I'm very familiar with this sign. Ooh, right? My mom was yeah, a Capricorn. Right. Cap- yeah. I'm on the mountain now. I'm on the mountain. I'm trying to get up there. Like, yeah, it's the career sign. So a lot of them are very workaholics. And so if you have Capricorn in your chart somewhere, that's going to be, especially your moon or your rising, that's going to be a part of personality. Taurus as the first sign wants all those things, but doesn't necessarily need to be the center of attention unless it's like something in their chart saying that. So I have that. I also have Scorpio rising, which is a water sign. Water signs are very intuitive. So you probably have a very intuitive nature where you can feel things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm telling you, I I feel like I read people super well. Like Uh I know them before I know them better than they know themselves. Like, mm-hmm. drink, know to yourself, you know? I feel like I really do for I'm telling you, I'll be like, girl, I done read her down. Uh-huh. She walked in the room, I read her. Yeah. That's how I be. That's so, very water sign. That is Very water sign. So if you have any type of water in your chart, and I'm probably majority water and earth my whole chart so i'm very intuitive i can pick up on people's energy too yes. which can be a bl- gift and a curse right because if yeah. it's negative you take that on yes girl. which is what we were talking about how you you know you yes it's important who walks into a room it basically. really is yeah. Ooh, shit. and i'm super cautious like i'm super cautious of people things events i'm on the back like should i dive in or should i take a step back and i don't get excited very quickly i'm like uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's why the I mean, earth. It's good, but I, I got. I need more to really. Uh huh. Really That's your earth, earth stuff. Yeah, because I'm like that as a tour. It's like okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that Virgos and Tauruses are a good match. Any earth, so your element that any elements, and we can talk about compatibility. So earth <laughs> yeah. and earth usually get along. Earth and water, because earth. It. Water needs earth. Earth needs water to grow. Um, that so, is trippy. And fire and air usually are good together. Fire, fire, air, air. So, um, so yes, Taurus, Virgos, and Capricorns are compatible. Um, and then my Moon sign is Aquarius. And I can talk about. I don't think we explained we what you went through. The Sun and the Rising. Yeah. The moon sign is really about your emotions. It's like your initial reactions to things, like how you respond when things pop off. Um, And that for me is Aquarius, which when I first was getting into it, I was like, Aquarius? Like, I don't really get along with Aquarians like that. I don't know them. I mean, not like that, but I just didn't have any close friends that were. But the more I read about it, it's the astrology. It's that person that's into mystical things i'm into spirituality because aquarians are like out there right it's ruled by uranus and a lot of forward thinkers like oprah's an aquarius dr dre like people that just like kind of have like trailblazers yeah trailblazers and walk to the beat of their own drum so that very much is me emotionally like people might not know that but i do not i'm not a follower i'm very much like walking my own path like anybody that's going to choose astrology as a means to make a living and like really push that you know that made sense so your moon sign you said was Libra, Libra Leo. Brittany. So let's talk oh, Leo, Leo. Shit. And you need we need to look yours up. Can what you, you got a little app on you, girl? What well, you we can just book? pull it up on the um. Yeah. I'm like woo. See, we got the real deal here. She yeah, just we can to just pull, pull it, right it up real we quick. But we can talk Leo. about Libra while Leo. Your Leo, Leo. Moon. So what is yours? Give us your tea on your moon. I sign. don't know the tea. That's why I'm waiting. But you know, my mom's, <laughs> a, Le- my mom's a Leo. One of my best oh, friends is a Leo. I love that you said that. My little sister's a Leo, and I'm like. These Leos, they give you a run for your money, okay? And I'm like, how am I a Leo? Because I feel like I'm the complete opposite. So emotionally. But I can be a little reactive Mm -hmm. at times, which I think is a Leo trait. Yeah. 
So emotion, when you think about it, it's a, like your natal chart is just a blend of all these things. It's like the recipe that gives the product of you. So the moon sign is just a little piece. So okay. emotionally, you can be like a Leo. And interesting enough, moon in your chart speaks to your mother. So the fact that your mom is a Leo, usually when I look at like, because I can go down to family, like it gets deep when looking at charts. My mom is a Gemini. I'm probably a moon Gemini. <laughs> well, let's see. It's, it doesn't always work like that because sometimes your moon could be your father. Say you grew up in a single parent household. Maybe you didn't have a father. You know, vice because the sun is usually your dad, your sun sign, and your moon in traditional astrology. So it's interesting that you're, you say your mom is a Leo. So Hey, Connie, girl. Be, yes. <laughs> being a Leo moon means that you really need to feel loved and appreciated um you need to have your ego stroked in some way especially yeah, when you do does. something for someone like you want to be recognized for that Please. um you can be a little fiery it's a fire sign Ooh. yeah so if somebody pisses you off that lion is going to come out i'm um, being red <laughs> Turn the page. We, you, you got it. So. Shit. <laughs> got me. Oh, God. Okay, what's mine? Okay, so let's put, let me try to I'm put really yours in. So I'm a Virgo, Capricorn, Leo combo. Yeah, you are. Yes. So all of those combinations um, put together, um, which that's a nice, you have two earth signs and then a fire sign. So your whole chart, we would have to look out to see how the elements are blended. Because obviously, if you have too much fire in your chart, you're going to be a hot-headed person that's yes. probably fighting or arguing a lot. If you're too much earth, you maybe not move. You think about things too much because you're trying to be too practical. Like, you want a blend of all the elements. Yes. That would be ideal, but everyone is different. I think we're pretty, pretty blended up, Willie Bell. Blended family. In the neutral bullet. <laughs> in the neutral bullet. <laughs> to go. Okay, Vitamin. so let me add Germany and yeah. see what hers is. Ooh. Oh, I, I've reached the limit on this. So I got to delete somebody oh, no. from the database. It's fine. I have to do this all the time when I do. Um, I'm shook already. I'm so nervous. Let's no, I wouldn't guess. be. You, if your moon is a Gemini, I feel like you might be a Virgo moon. Just the thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the thought. That would be interesting. How are you making... Just, just a thought. Just a I thought. Know, that's that's you, you, that's your sign. I know, but, Lisa, <laughs> but I feel like you might be okay. a little bit of a Virgo moon because you're really detail oriented. Yeah, I'm scared. Shit, <laughs> I'm gonna come up and be like okay. Scorpio or something. Okay, what's your birthday? Is it's ten seventeen? Okay, so eighty eight. Hey y'all. <laughs> now you gotta I'm send a Libra. her gifts. I'm a Libra. Like long walks on the beach. That's perfect for this. <laughs> I love Libra. My dad's a Libra. We are so good. We are so good. We what are. was your time? Do you know your birth time? 10, I mean, 28 p.m. Okay. Hey. You came popping out at the night. <laughs> you know, I think that's why I'm a night owl. You're a night owl? And then what city? Long Beach. Okay. LBC. LBC. Mm -hmm. I'm, I used to be a night owl. I used to stay up all night as a young child and sleep all day. Now it's different. I got a clock in for the white man. So I was oh, born at 4.45 a.m. Really? But you're not really a, like a morning person. I am. Oh. I've been getting up at 6. Excuse me. Thought I knew my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm an early riser. Okay. I go to bed early. I go to bed pretty early, too. Let's see what we got. All right. Drum roll. <laughs> Your moon sign is Capricorn. So that was pretty like close to what you said about you thought it was Virgo because she was very organized. That's a good mix. So you guys are both about your business at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's why we're here. <laughs> Coins. Oh that's good. Gosh. Yeah. So Capricorn. So you have 
air sign, sun sign, you have a water sign rising, but you have the earth sign as your moon sign. So that's a good, that's a good mix. That's a good mix. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what I have too. Earth, water, as those three. Oh, I ain't got no fire. You might have, yeah, in your chart though. um, I ain't got no fire, child. You probably do have some. You have, I don't play around. Well, the Libra. You have Mars and Aries at zero degrees. That's fire. You have, a couple planets in Sagittarius, but they're outer moving planets. You have some fire. I do. Um, I ain't no bitch now. But <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure. But you, know, you have you the majority. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Maybe not. You're pretty balanced, actually, looking at. I, I, I am. Yeah. I think so. That's good. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is <laughs> so this nothing is to be nervous about. Okay, now so we got that out the way. I think, <laughs> I think this is a perfect time, since we were talking about moon signs, mm-hmm. to transition into what uh how the moons affect us so we see a lot of things about the new moon there's a new moon there's a full moon mm-hmm. and, and people are saying we need to perform these rituals with the different moons can you explain to us the difference between the new moon and the full moon the half moon the half yeah, blood and what they represent <laughs> and if if we should be performing these rituals yeah so i the only moons that i really follow are new well my favorite is the new moon mm-hmm. so new moons are all about it's always mid-month and it's all about new beginnings um it's a perfect time to start a new project in the middle um, of the month yeah Whenever just because of when there's a new it's just because the new moon is it happens to fall in the middle of the month. And basically a new moon is just when the moon is sitting right next to the sun. It's called a conjunction. Mm-hmm. And a conjunction in astrology is when two planets are sitting next to each other and their energy is feeding off of each other. Ooh, so it's like shit. the moon is being amplified by the power of the sun. And the sun is our vitality, our creativity. So it's a perfect time to like start something new in your life. So I always practice new moon rituals. It doesn't have to be anything like deep or right. you can make it up, but I usually just journal if anything I want to manifest in my life. Yeah. Particularly over the next month or so, mm-hmm. um, is a great time to do that. You can light a candle. You can just like sit out. You mm. can meditate. It doesn't have to be some like scary ritual. Right. But I have created so much in my life from new moon rituals. Like I can go back and Where read the all the things. The next, the next one. The next one. What's know. today? Um, it'll be I think on the fifteenth. Can't wait. <laughs> and Come it's on. in Taurus. Okay, so um, what does that mean? So the new moon, oh, and it's oh, and it's also a special day because Uranus, the planet of change and disruption, also moves into Taurus that same day. And that planet in Taurus is a rare thing. Uranus, is it takes 84 years to move to, come back to a sign. So 84 years ago was the last time it was in Taurus. Shit. Look and at me, every, I'm shook. Me. I'm like, I'm don't be scared. Don't be Yes. So there's going to be a lot of change. I wouldn't be surprised if something happened on that day, some sort of change. It could be worldly because Uranus is an outer moving planet. So it's more speaking to like broader things in the world. But because it's in Taurus, a sign that it's considered to be in fall in, which means it's not an easy energy because Tauruses don't like change. It's shaking something up. So um, that actually is a really good time to start anything that you want to get rid of. Like, if you want to get rid of a bad habit and start something new, April 5th, uh, May 15th will be a good day to, to do that because that's the next new moon. 
shit. Yeah. So <laughs> completely kick off your gym, your gym habits. That, that, Going to the gym on the 15th. Start. And so every month you can look up the new moon and it doesn't have to just be this one, but going forward, you can yes. just look up a new moon and do something. Full moons are more about endings and completions. Okay. Um, and a full moon and you know, there's like the stigma that like creepy stuff happens when the moon is full right. and mm-hmm. the word lunatic literally comes from lunar, uh-huh. loon. Um, you learned something. <laughs> right. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm going to be reading people like, you're a lunatic and that seriously yeah so so give us tea on the new moon the full moon full moon full moon moon. so that's when the sun is in opposition to the moon so in there's all these aspects in astrology i won't get too deep so opposition is another aspect and that usually is a conflict with another person or outside forces so that's why there's all this like perception that there's drama during a full moon Mm -hmm. Um, it's like because there's this tension between the sun and the moon but it is great for completions especially if it's like an eclipse because let's say you manifest this stuff something on a new moon lunar eclipse it's always a lunar eclipse when it's a new moon then six months later there's going to be a solar eclipse in the opposite sign Mm -hmm. That is when whatever you manifest, it could come to fruition. Shit. So, so six months. Okay, we have a six month window. That's usually when there's an eclipse. eclipse. But if there's, um, you can follow. But full moons are every month, obviously, right? right. So something is always coming to a close or completing your life. So what I like to, well, I don't really do full moon rituals often. I did one. There's this. Um, intuitive uh reader that i go to sometimes her name's anusha hutton mm-hmm. um and she told me to do a ritual one time i had an ex that was like his space was very much his energy was still in my space yeah, and she's like on, you need on, to do a ritual one. yeah this one. um and i was just oh i had moved on from him and everything but he just kept showing up in my life wow. so she said you need to take a picture of you guys bury it with some salt because salt is cleansing and just like bury the picture and just release him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this on a full moon because that is about endings and completion. So yes. I took it upon myself to choose the full moon to do that ritual. Right. So anything you want to like, get rid of, popping up. finally, he's kind of out of my space. I got engaged. I mean, Come like, on, yeah. Amen. So I was Good able Lord. to end that relationship. And I wasn't even in a relationship with him. I was in a relationship with someone else at that right. time. But I was able to end that one and get rid of him and then meet my fiance. He's so like, it actually, look, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's clean it all up. Yeah, exactly. We started it off, Yes. And it was around this time last year. It was very quick. Because it was around Coachella time. Yeah, in my birthday. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, I ran into him seven times at Coachella amongst one hundred and twenty thousand people. Your ex? Yes, there you don't. That doesn't happen there. No. So no. it was very. I mean, it was needed because I needed the closure. But right. I think it was around that time I was like, okay, I gotta. You gotta figure something. You, you don't run finish. into somebody. You can't even find your best friend. I lost her I once at Coachella. My up. heart dropped. I'm like. <laughs> No, see, because you're done because your phone doesn't work. So (laughs) that is scary. Yeah. The seven times I'd have been like, nigga, what do you want from me? Yeah. What? No, at the end, I was like, I can't. Like, I didn't even react after the last time. Yeah, I was like, hey, nigga. Right. Oh, my God. Okay, so we get it. We got to do these rituals. That's some good shit right there. That is some tea. Yeah. Okay, and now I need to find out when the next full moon is. So I can get the next full moon is uh, May 29th in Sagittarius. So is there like a chart that tells us something on Google that tells us all the new? Yeah, you can just Google full moon or moon phase calendar and it'll tell you all of those. Yeah. Mm -mm. Got it. My God. So 
Retrogrades. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the retrograde will drag. Everybody be like, Mercury's in retrograde. I'm dragged. <laughs> Speaking of Coachella, Mercury was in retrograde at Coachella. This Which year. is why the And fucking- I was shook. I was like, this is going to ruin my Coachella experience because I'm really affected by Mercury retrograde. Yeah, because you're Virgo. About Virgo and Mercury. Mercury's your ruler. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to get into that, but yeah. That's yeah. Fr- and the phones don't work. Yeah, <laughs> the phones don't work already. The communication is it's, shitty during yeah. Mercury retrograde. It's like, don't buy a house, don't buy a car, don't do anything that's permanent, life altering, because the communication is poor. So yeah. you tell us, you expert, tell us about Mercury retrograde. Yeah, or any retrograde. So retrograde is basically when a planet is stationary. It's not actually moving backwards. So you know when you're on a train and a you're mm-hmm. sitting and it passes by, you feel like you're going backwards, yeah, even though yeah. the train's going yeah. forward. That's what a retrograde is. It's like all the planets Perfect are moving. Example. But that planet is stationary, so it looks like it's going backwards. So basically, it's a time where activity with that planet stops. And because Mercury, if we remember in science class, it's we the fastest moon moving us. planet. Okay, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like remember, <laughs> it's the closest to the sun. It's the fastest moving, so it's more opportunities to be in retrograde, right? And it rules communication. Mercury was the messenger Roman god yeah. um, in, in mythology. Roman mythology was a messenger god, so he rules communication, um, technology. Uranus also rules technology. Um, he rules um, just any form of I guess just communication is the yeah. best way travel so that's why they say don't travel or try to avoid traveling um, just because things might get fucked up that's yeah. just they, at the end yeah. of the day and it happens and this one was the worst one I have ever experienced oh, no. so I'm usually out, no I still haven't made it out oh. Oh, shit. but usually they say if you were born during mercury retrograde you're, you're kind of well you're kind of just immune to it okay. because you're used to that energy and i was i every planet was retrograde in my chart when i was born except venus thank god oh, um so i i'm used to retrograde energy but for this this one was volatile for a lot of people and anytime mercury goes retrograde i'm getting blown up on my phone people are like is it mercury retrograde this happened that happened crazy like this one was the worst because we had a libra full moon that was kind of volatile at the doing? end of the month it just was making some difficult aspects um and it was on march 31st so my dad yeah no it was crazy yeah my dad had a stroke and my dog went they went to the hospital the same day like i had to take my dad and my dog to the hospital on the same day and it just was like there was just everything he's still recovering um but he's he's getting better but that happened and I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst Mercury retrograde ever. So, oh my God. Um, and is the dog okay? He's getting better. Oh. Um, oh, he's okay, still, yeah. but yeah. Still, once my best friend I'm still doing that. said, is Mercury in retrograde? And she never said anything <laughs> about this because she was like, because I'm, I'm feeling it. I was like, there's something going on with this retrograde. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's affected. At this last one? This last yeah, one. it was yeah. a lot of people were. A lot of people that I know were. So um, it is real. So the Mercury one is the most frequent one. It's the one that people are mostly afraid of. It yeah. only happens three times a year for about three weeks. The good thing about retrogrades is a good time to revisit things that you, like, maybe left behind. Like, if you have an old project, you were writing a book or something that you, like, put to the wayside, it's a good time to pick it up and start it again. Um, so it's not totally negative, but it's just, like, if you can avoid signing contracts yes if you can avoid buying it don't buy a new laptop don't buy a new phone something will happen oh it's almost God. guaranteed you you kind of have to pay attention i pay attention to that yeah. i don't do anything within those three I, weeks I, if i, I can avoid too. yeah <laughs> as much as i can i'm like you you got me and I'm it's going to affect Virgos and Geminis more because that is mercury is their ruler so Ooh, i need to see how my mama was doing during that time 
She's check crazy. on check on my girl. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I know. This one is in August. I think I'm hoping it's I not, hope it's on, not my on my your birthday because I can't come in the third year with the retrograde. They're all in fire signs this um, year, which makes it a little more because it was in Aries. I think the next one should be in Leo. So it oh, and that's going to be on your moon. So just um, Pray, God, what's going to happen? No, no, nothing. No, nothing no, 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 bad. Just just be a little more cautious during okay. that time. You might just be a little more emotional, but that's okay. yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be worried i mean yeah we have plans right. <laughs> we have plans in we, we gotta be able to do our thing, gotta thing. Go out with a thing so let's talk about the other retrogrades i know there's venus does that have uh-huh. something to do with love <gasps> yes okay well, oh tell us about where's this so venus retrograde is the worst time to make a change to your appearance so it is important to follow. And Venus only goes retro. Do not. That is like the worst thing. Like if you were to schedule a plastic surgery during Venus retrograde. Probably that Donda. probably happened to Kate Man, we should probably look it up. Because it happened to Donda. If you, mom. Oh, my God. We should probably look that up. Or just at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she had some issue she with her booty. But, that, but that's the illegal ass shot. Yeah. So I don't know if that, that's probably just off the rip. But if we had the day. It's because Venus rules your appearance it rules love it's anything beauty related it's so if you're gonna have a surgery during that it's like the worst time it's also a bad time to get married and have a marriage ceremony it's not avoidable a lot of people like one of my closest my one of my soul sisters she got married doing venus retrograde i believe but um i believe the next one's like october or something because i was thinking of getting married um this fall and i literally changed the day like i was like i'm not getting married during venus like are you kidding me so that's how i know it's i think it's like october or november i think it's october right um, no, because okay. it only goes it retrograde like every year. Right? It's not even once a year. It's like oh. once every year and a half, okay. I want to say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So no marriage. Um, if you meet someone during Venus retrograde, it could work, but it could not because it's the planet energy is not direct. So just be wary that if you meet someone during that time, it might not last. It could be a good time to reconnect with the old flame, though. Okay. Um, so, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> Pulling up those. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, I really liked him. Venus is in retrograde. <laughs> hey, hey, big head. Hey, big head. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so interesting. Seriously. informative. I wonder if people follow their, okay, so do you think that life is smoother? I know life happens, but if you mm-hmm. follow all of this stuff, not to the T, but, you know, like really being mindful, like I'm not getting married during Venus retrograde. I'm not buying this during Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Do you think that, like, you have it not an easier like you know what I mean like do you think more that of a grip I know what you're trying to say yeah, yeah more of a grip I believe that I mean that's the whole foundation of my business yeah. it's like yeah, yeah I'm trying to inf- give it you the tools to make your life Cheap easier pose. yeah it's like if you could have a map to get to a certain place why wouldn't you take it versus trying to just go off of I'm you know it, it. you know what I'm saying because if you might get, I'm not saying your marriage is going to be cursed, but it's yeah. like if you can avoid these pitfalls, like one of my um, close friends, she got married during Mercury retrograde. And I was like, why didn't you consult me on your wedding day? Right. Like, and it was fine. Everything was beautiful. Okay. But of course, there like it almost rained and then all these things and went the wrong. Yeah. And then <laughs> our travel was messed up going back. Everyone got delayed and mm-hmm. stuck in Atlanta. It was just like. All these things, and it's like, and she's like, "Bitch, I'm happy with you." Know, <laughs> she was she like, "Yo, no, it's Mercury retrograde." On her podcast, she's like, "No, I'm getting me." I was like, "Why didn't you call me? Like, you right. have me at your fingertips. Oh like, I could have helped you with this." So it just makes things a little bit easier. So, speaking of your friend who got married, dating, yes, are we following? 
our horoscopes when it comes to dating and compatibility. What are we doing? So we need to know. The, Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> There's two. Okay, so yes, I will say you do need. It is recommended that you know people's astrology when you're dating them. This is not to say that if you have a thing against Gemini's, oh, you're a Gemini, I can't date you. Because like we discussed, everyone's different. You have to see their full chart. So that little bit of information can give you like, okay, he's a Gemini. He's probably social. He's probably really smart. Has a a lot of different um, interests. But that's where the buck stops. Like you need to know the other things. So you can be a stalker and, and find out at least the year he was born. Yeah. Well, if you ask that, he's definitely going to think you're a creeper. So you don't want to ask. What time were you born? Yeah. That's the most random question, right? Because people are always like, how do I get it? I'm like, that is when you're in a relationship with him. Like, do not ask him that. No, we need it before. We need to know before. But I can work with a year. I can because okay, if you know the year that they're born, you can at least see their Venus, their Moon. Okay, we'll chat after. Yes. Yeah, and go to our girl. Yeah, you can't I'm see the rising. This. Yes, got some tea, honey. Because then you have a little more information, right? So if you know, Shit. let's say he's a Gemini, but he has a Taurus moon, you say, okay. So even though Geminis have this rap about not being able to settle down, they have a wandering eye, the Taurus moon is going to ground you. He's more loyal. Maybe okay. he's a little more stable and grounded. Maybe his Venus sign is in, let's say, Leo. Then you have a little more information. And if you're a Leo, you're like, okay, he's a Leo. I'm a Leo. He has a Venus in Leo. We might get along. So you kind of need the full story. Yeah, you need more information, but the the sun sign is a good place to start. And here I am, all these years talking at about is Libra compatible with. The, we've been at the surface, and that's sunshine. why shit ain't. It's always surface because I've been so at the surface, and I'm like, now they told me that <laughs> they told right me, and we're just not working out. Who's they? they <laughs> the internet. The internet. <laughs> so I read that. Okay, tell me if this is true because yes. I read that. If you if you have compatible moon signs, then you'll have a strong emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you have compatible Mercury signs, then you'll have excellent communication. Yeah. Do we all have Mercury signs? Yeah, yeah everyone. We have it all. <sighs> and then if you have compatible Venus and Mars signs, then you'll have a strong sexual yes. connection. The Off the charts. Need them all. What yes, need them all. Mercury, <laughs> Venus, and Mars. I, write it down, and then we'll get to the sun. And the rising, but I need to know if we're compatible in the freaky deaky. I'm glad you said that because people, whenever I do compatibility, they're like, but we're both. Okay, for instance, my, I'll bring up the ex because he's a Capricorn. Taurus and Capricorn are two of the most compatible signs in the Zodiac. Okay. We had a lot of good things going for ourselves, but we had, compo- it's called a sinistry chart where we had struggles that we were always going to have. Okay. So and our moon signs were not compatible. To me, your moon sign is one of the most important things in a long-term relationship. I usually do have cards. I wish I would have brought them because I do read cards. Yeah, asterisk by moon sign because you need to know. I'm like that is one of the one thing first things you need to look up because if you emotionally don't get each other, and I had this with the boyfriend after that too, you're never going to be on the same page. You can't progress. So your moon signs to me need to be in sync. Like that to me is a given. If not, it's going to be hard long term. Long term, you might get along every day, but right. you're going to be fighting yeah. because emotionally you just don't you get, get each other. The the real yes, issues, there's going to be some head buddies. Exactly. The Mars and Venus thing is real because I had that with a guy and we had crazy chemistry. Yeah. Um, but the, but the fi- after three months, it was it sizzled out. So 
with my fiance, I have had the best synastry compatibility I could ever. Did and I've done up? everybody like looking them up. I it. looked them up when we first started like talking as friends. Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, what? Because every guy I met, I was like running. I'm like, damn it. Trying that doesn't work. work. Like, like I'm trying to make it work. And it finally works. And then he put a ring on it in a year. It's like the best easiest relationship i've ever been in we're on the we're twin flames which is a whole nother thing I which wanted to talk about yeah uh <laughs> it's just like god's gift to me because come on i needed that validation as an astrologer i was like That's i need that I'm astrology saying. to you work need to know that this is real. if i if the astrology didn't work and we like this is my whole life i need that oh to work god. and when i saw that it worked i was like oh my god like this is like i need i need what you I needed. to read me <laughs> read the nigga i'm dealing with yeah read I us both. Yeah. oh my god this is real life. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the twin flames real yes. quick. Okay, okay, so I know there's twin flames and there's soulmates. Yes. Are those different? Yes, they are different. Okay, explain the difference because we're like, he was my soulmate. Right. <laughs> I love um, this that soulmate. we're talking about this. You know, like he was my, he's my soulmate, but y'all be going upside each other's head. Okay. Yes. So should we be looking for a twin flame and soul, like, let us know, please. Yes. Can't your homegirl be your yeah, soulmate? Yeah, your homegirl can be your soulmate. Your <laughs> dog. Your mom. Your mom can be your soulmate. Your I'm brother, your sister I'm can lady. be your soulmate. You, we have several soulmates. Okay. And obviously, this is my belief. I've read things on this, and this is something I really feel in my heart spiritually. We can have several soulmates. It could be your best friend. It could be your dog, whatever. Um, my dog. <laughs> soulmates are there to teach your soul lessons. Like, just because you're a soulmate with someone, that the boyfriend I ran into at Coachella, we were together for a long time. He yeah. was a, he's definitely a soulmate of mine. I, that's why it took me so long to let him go, because right. I didn't, I was like, this is, we right. run into each other seven times amongst 120,000 people. There's this connection, yeah, and I connection. wanted that. Right. But, I was always manifesting on a new moon. I wanted to meet my twin flame. Mm-hmm. Everyone is not blessed enough to meet their twin flame in this lifetime. Lord, if you believe in, please bless me. you kind of, I called that in. I specifically asked for that. And so did my fiance. He what? was asking for that at the same time. Your twin flame is like, your cancer, cancer chills. Your cancer rising chills. Um, your twin flame is imagine just that person that is like if there's a puzzle they complete the puzzle you guys are so similar but you're also different you have different missions but your mission is stronger together it's like finding the person that you're supposed to move through or maybe not because you might not meet them in this lifetime you might have to meet them in the next lifetime if you believe in multiple lives so this lifetime it's very powerful um it's not it doesn't mean it's like easy or flawless you're still going to learn lessons but you're it's like such a crazy out of like you guys know what each other are thinking like you're just so in sync that it's undeniable you know it's a very it's a very special type of love that I always wanted so now that I'm experiencing it it's like I want everybody to have twin flame love but not everyone learns that soul lesson like you have to be ready for that you have to have Mm -hmm. done the work and I did the work like (laughs) I did a lot of self work you know on myself Mm -hmm. to call that in so um twin flames are definitely um it can be beautiful Wow. But you don't necessarily marry your twin flame. You might meet him and he might be married what? and you're in another relationship. Don't say that so that I've read stories. That sounds horrible. I've read stories about people that met their twin flame and they were both married and you know they settled for the soulmate. Yeah. It's like what are you gonna choose, you know? So you know what you just not settling till I get my twin flame. Yeah, if you claim it, claim it you I will have it. I believe in calling it. Yeah, calling it in. I decided, yes. 
Because wow. that would that I can see how that can happen. That's how affairs start. People are yeah. And I'm, I'm not so condoning. No, no, yeah. But the could you imagine so off the charts? Just, <sighs> yep. And then it's broken home. Yeah. Broken yeah. homes. Vibes. And it to you is justified because you know you like I can't stay away from this person. That's why I think it's so important to take your time to choose the right person. Don't just settle because you're lonely. Like I really am like. Don't do it because if you once you make that commitment to somebody, you chose that, and you might be letting your person walk away, <laughs> and that's sad to me. That's a travesty. Yeah. So, um, so ladies, do like, not settle. Ooh. Fellas, do not settle. Come on, <laughs> find that twin flame. Yes, do the work on yourself. Yeah, okay. Fix my life. So, on a more lighter note, because right. we, <laughs> we just went deep. How closely should we be following or subscribing to our our daily? Our daily horoscopes. There's tons of apps. I mm-hmm. mean, Snapchat. And should we be using our sun sign? Should we be following the horoscope of our moon sign? I'm should reading we... them both at this point. Yeah, you oh, damn. read all three. I honestly think that your rising is going to be more um, accurate because when uh, your horoscope is their sun sign horoscope, so astrologers are writing with. So if the zodiac sign is a circle, or your natal chart is a circle. The um, sign on the left, that's your rising, right? When they're writing a horoscope, they're putting your sun sign in that position as your rising sign. So the houses that they're speaking to are not the houses that your life is being affected by. So you really want to read for your rising sign. Like if you're going to read, I would read both because it's usually a, a combination of both your sun and your rising. But if you know your rising sign, read both horoscopes. Because technically they're putting your sun sign in your rising yeah, sign spot. So when exactly. you look at your daily horoscope, you should just, like for me, I should just go to cancer. cancer. <laughs> that's going to be more accurate to like the area of the, your life that the planets are affecting. It's not going to be perfect because there's degrees involved and they're they're writing them as if they're equal houses. Mm-hmm. So if you want like a true, true read on it, you need to go to an astrologer. But if you're going to read it, read your rising sign. You can read your moon too because your moon might have, like if something's happening in your moon sign, you want to know that obviously. Exactly. But usually your horoscope might say that if it's a good astrologer. Like Susan Miller, mm-hmm. um, she's like, famous astrologer she has like millions of readers she's super accurate so if you're going to read a horoscope i would go to susan miller i'm giving her a free shout out right now um because i do love her and i envision myself having her success one day um (laughs) yeah so she's very good her horoscopes are very accurate so um i would read her the astral twins are good too i love them as well obviously they were a big part of my um i saw them have a retreat in tulum yeah Okay. Yeah, right. they do a lot of cool Probably stuff. Yes. Up all the rising signs. Ophie and Tally, I really like them. They're super down to earth too. Like they remember everything. They they will like probably remember my sign because that's wow. how their memory works. And They're now so that I'm an astrologer, that's how I am. I relate to people's signs. Like I might not remember your name, but I'll always remember your sign. You're the, um like, oh, he was the Virgo. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, how was that Virgo guy that I told you about? That's just <laughs> Right. That's how they are. They're very like they never forget anything like that. They're very cool girls. So is Women. there a place where we can go daily that'll have a combination of our Virgo, yeah, Virgo. Our, our natal chart horoscope? Like is there a natal mm. chart horoscope place? Um, I think Astrolab does it. Is that S-A-S-T-R-O-L-A-B-E. No, I think it's a website. They probably have an app. I think they have one where if you put your time in, it'll read it. Astro.com, which is a great website if you're learning how to do your own charts. Astro.com. That's what I pulled your chart up on. When I'm on the go, I use them. I have software, but I use them on the go. I think they do it too. So Astro.com or Astrolab, I believe. L-A-B-E. Do you read your 
horoscope every day? Um, I don't read it every day, but I do read, like I read Susan Miller's, I read the Astro Trends. I just want to know like what they're yeah. saying just to get a supplemental information. You read, uh, you read your fiance's too? Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'll read his, yeah, but he's a Gemini rising, um, he's a Capricorn, but he's a Gemini rising, so I'll probably read both usually for him. How fucking sweet. (laughs) Okay, so you gave us a few, um, like, websites to go to, but do you have any other books or suggestions of where people should go to get more insight on astrology? Yes, um, one of the first books that I bought, it was, like, Llewellyn's, I think Llewellyn's, I think that's how you pronounce it, they have an astrology book, just Google, it's, like, L-L-E-W-Y-E-N-S or something like that, their astrology book, um, was the first one I think I ever bought that was, like, in depth, Mm -hmm. then the second one I bought, it's called the only astrology book you'll ever need that's like literally the title of it i saw it last night at this bookstore that i always go to that (laughs) one's really good too so the only astrology book you'll ever need is a good one to pick up um if you're just trying to learn more about like the science of astrology so i would just start there yes yes astrofashionista.com um please subscribe follow my instagram my handle is astrofashionista now Um, do you combine fashion with astrology because i've been seeing like little charts that show like cute mood boards for mm-hmm. different signs and i'm like okay now would i wear that but i need to look at the capricorn yeah because oh. i felt like the capricorn one might have been more uh-huh. my swag pull mine up and see what the see? i'll pull it up yeah <laughs> see that now it makes sense because it it's like your so outer appearance yeah. um oh. My website is more, I mean, obviously I am the astro fashionista, but it's more, um, and interesting enough that ex-boyfriend was the one that came up with the name, but, um, (laughs) it's more speaking to the woman, like the modern woman, like just because you like astrology doesn't mean you're like a weirdo or like, just like miss just like, what's that woman's name? They used to be on TV, Miss Cleo, that everybody's like, I'm not to hate on Miss Cleo, but like, you know what I mean? I think she did. Oh, sorry. The fraud. Right. Um, (laughs) But it's like it's more of like no, I'm I'm into astrology, but I'm also could be fly and right. like you know yeah, like also a modern one exactly. Yeah. So that's what it's about. And my and it's more um, articles about how to use astrology in your everyday life. So I might write like how to pick your wedding ring based on your zodiac sign oh. or. Um, how to get along better with your coworkers. Like these are some sort of like articles that like I have. Like, yeah. About like, okay, this is why you're not getting along with this person. Like, I love this. Yeah. Pull me up girl. Pull my, my I'm going to pull it up, up after phones dying. Okay. Sorry, sis. So, um, we'll move right into our next segment. Um, our pick up your pin. We're dropping a gem. We're dropping a gem. So this week I picked up this <laughs> tea this Thrive Balanced Energy Support. So the brand is called Thrive, and the type of tea it is is the Balanced Energy Support. So this is a blend of holy basil, ashwagandha, and ashwagandha, and green tea. So this has really been helping me because the green tea has caffeine. The ashwagandha is a great um, herb that gives me energy, but also calms me, right? It's my calm and it relieves stress it's an uh, what is it an adaptogen, adaptogen yeah yeah mm. i so really the like this best of both worlds best of both worlds and the holy basil is great because it's also an adaptogen it balances my energy levels it uplifts moods it mm. aids in stress relief so i'm i'm getting the green tea the caffeine without the the, the jitters, jitters of coffee yeah. but i also get the um the herb from the ashwagandha and the basil that keeps me relaxed 
So it's a, I, I, I really am enjoying this tea. I like it too. That's good. It, it tastes for, so good. Do you drink tea? With, with yeah, tea? I, I usually drink um, green tea or black English, but oh, yeah. You'll yeah. get a bag of this. Or peppermint tea I drink every morning too. Peppermint yeah. tea? Mm-hmm. Me too. I love the peppermint tea. But I transition tea. to this Ooh, in the morning. I gotta try that. I'll give you a bag. Yes. I feel uh, like awake, but like not anxious. Exactly. That coffee will push me to the edge. The little Uzi. Yeah, I can't do yes. coffee. Yeah, it's an anxiety trigger. It so, is. Yeah. I'd be like... <laughs> but that's why I like this. It's so good. So I got this at Sprouts. It was five bucks. Um, we'll have it on our highlights. I think you guys should totally get this. It's a great alternative to coffee. You feel awake, but you don't feel... Sick. Anxious. Yeah. That's good, good. So try this out. Okay, so moving right along, back to the topic. We have the Girlfriend Gag segment, and with this segment, we um, have listeners send in questions. So today we have listeners that sent in questions regarding astrology. Mm -hmm. So we want you to answer them. Yes. So we kind of touched on this, but the first question is, what does it mean if I'm on the cusp? Do I have traits from both signs? Yes. So if you're on the cusp, I'm on the cusp um, of Aries and Taurus. Yes, you do have traits from both signs. Just imagine... You're, you can only be one sign. Some people are like, I'm both. No, even if you're born at zero <laughs> degrees of that sign, people are like, I'm both. <laughs> oh, your grandma is too. Does she not know her birth? Okay, her so real birth? Quick, quick spill <laughs> Some- with my grandma. If you guys ever meet her, she's a ball of fun. She has one birthday that her mom says is the date that she was born, and then her birth certificate has another date. So oh. we have to celebrate both. If I don't call her on both, both birthdays, I'm a horrible granddaughter. Oh, my gosh. That is a Aries. conundrum. Oh, okay. At least they're both in the yeah. same zodiac sign. I was going to say. <laughs> I know somebody like that, my friend's mom, and she's in two different zodiacs. It's like oh, Leo or Cancer. So that threw me off. I was, yeah. But I think she's a Leo based on her mind. personality. But yeah, yeah, I was about to say she got to be a Leo. <laughs> my grandma's in Aries for sure. Both of our so, grandmas are. Sorry, go ahead. But yes, if you're on the cusp, you have energy traits from that other sign. So, for instance, I'm a Taurus, born at three degrees Taurus, but I'm on the Aries cusp. So, Taurus is known for like being kind of slow moving, like taking their time. But I'm actually kind of more action oriented. Okay. Um, and I think that's just the Aries yeah. energy carrying over to my personality. So, yes. You can and you're on the I'm Virgo on the Leo, Leo Virgo, cusp. So, what's that? so that would mean even though you're very organized and you're probably like a Virgo meticulous, you still have this fun, playful side to your personality, which is very much Leo, because okay. Leo rules like children and having fun and okay. being just kind of more outgoing. So okay, you're probably gonna be more outgoing than maybe than another. a regular Virgo. Yeah. Typical, I, I should say. It. Okay. So, Next question. What are life path numbers and how oh, do they work? I love this. Oh, numerology because I'm into this too. Mess with <laughs> all. Um, okay, so your life path number is like your sun sign of your numerology chart. Okay. So if in the way you get it is you add up and you guys can both do it. You add up your full get birthday. Yep. Your full, full birth date, including the year, all the so if you're born 1988, uh-huh. you would you would add up. Yes. So you need to do the month and the date. Month, date, and year, and add it all the way up. And then you have to reduce it to one number. So you got 2019. Mm -hmm. So then add two plus one is three. And then three plus nine is what, 11? 12. Why not? Oh, sorry. I can't do math. (laughs) So you got 30. No, she said. No, she said one each number. So like 10, 17, 1988. So one plus seven. I mean, oh. one plus zero plus one plus seven plus one plus nine plus eight, right? So you're 35, yes. yes. So you're an eight life path. Yeah, 2000. <laughs> Even if you do it a certain way, you'll always probably get the same number, but yeah, okay. Brittany, come on. It's 
a little complicated. Eight <laughs> plus two plus three, three plus one, one plus nine plus, plus eight, eight plus eight. Okay, so, so you got thirty-nine. Okay, so I, so that's twelve. So you're this. a three and you're at eight. Because oh, three plus five is eight, and then three okay. plus I'm nine 12. is 12, but then two plus one is three. So you have to get one single digit. Oh, one you want one number unless oh, unless your numbers are 11, 22, or 33. Those are master numbers. So oh, let's first talk about the uh, life path. So your life path number is like your zodiac sign of numbers. So as an eight life path, that's like Capricorn in astrology. So that's somebody that's very business-oriented, you're a builder. You want to reach great heights and create things. Builder. A three life path, which is actually my life path and my twin flames life path. <laughs> uh, we're both threes is all about creativity, communication Ooh. and creating some sort of like leaving something behind. Usually a lot of comedians have three life path numbers communicating in some form. So okay. that makes sense that you have this podcast, I would say. Okay. And you guys are both business ladies. So it's yeah. not surprising. It's kind of like you're blending touch. both. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> yes. threes are very communicative. I love when shit aligns. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing God's work. Yes, you're doing God's work. Cannot tell and Virgo lies. is ruled by Mercury, the communication planet. So you can take that even a little step further. Oh so your life path number is very important. And there's a great website. It's called creativenumerology.com. Yes. If you read about your life path, she does like a whole like dissertation on like your life purpose and what you're here to do, like some of your um, pitfalls, because with the eight life path, um, eight is a karmic number. It's all about wins, but also losses. So like if you're not conducting business in like a great, like in a, what do you call it, honest way, you can have a lot of losses in your life. If you're somebody who's an eight and you're not doing anything with that eight energy, you're probably always going to be like on your ass, not accomplishing anything because that eight wants you to accomplish and work hard. Honestly. Uh, So usually when I see people doing bad and they're an eight, I'm like, yeah, because you're not tapping into your eight energy. You need to be like working hard. Come on. Nose to the ground. Nose to the ground. And with the three, a threes are very like good at putting on facades that everything is okay so even when yes. they're she read you. <laughs> <laughs> everything's okay I'm, I'm yeah I'm fine. I'm but fine. there's a lot of like underlying like not feeling taken care of but you're always there for someone Take else <laughs> so yeah threes need to i also read that i attract <laughs> partners that need to be taken care of well that's a virgo reverse. thing too yeah Trust me, I do too. I used to too. Mine said that my my rising sign said that because I'm such a nurturer and I'm such a like emotional person, I usually have a lot of broken friends. But that is not true. Like, uh, my homegirls are not broken down. That's good. Maybe like, in the past, and you were you like you know that I feel the need to like you know love on people or, or fix things or have them. You know what I mean? Well, they might not be your like you know your everyday friends, but you've like, or it could be family like, members. Have, it could be you a friend that you've lifted up when they were down. Mm-hmm. But when they told me that my partners need to be taken care of, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I want to be taken care of. Come yes. on. Yeah. Well, that's usually when you don't uh, have confidence in yourself and you don't feel deserving. Ooh, then you're on, giving that. This ain't you, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty confident. Yeah, but I can be But if you don't like, feel that you're deserving, about. like if you deep down don't I'm feel. I'm so used to taking care of people that I'm like, this is just what I need to do. Yeah. Yes. People are supposed to take care of me, but. That new moon? Bug stops no, here. <laughs> Bug stops here. 
and then on the 29th, burying the taken care of. <laughs> Learn how to burn feel supported. You can burn stuff. Like, yeah, we burn was 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 good. You can burn things. Yeah, like if you you can burn things. You can burn whatever you want to burn, but <laughs> just do it them. safely. Don't yeah. do it in your house. Yes, and don't do it. Don't burn down the whole block. But right. yeah, okay. So we're burning. We're burying and salt. We're doing all. Yeah, of this. salt is cleansing. So yeah. So back to numerology, really quick. Yep. So the 1111 and oh, Casey and numbers repeatedly. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. My I sister love sees 1111 all, all the time. Yes, yeah, so do I. Let me do her So number. if you see 1111, yeah, maybe that could be her. That's my brother's master number. And I was, my brother was born on the 11th. I was born on the 22nd. That's the master number. Okay. My dad is a 22 master number. So it's very much She's a thing. A nine. Okay, so a nine is all about they say nines are on their last life. Like they're very wise and have a lot of wisdom. Okay. Um, it's about, give, give and I'm not saying more. like she's got, yeah, give like um, more, she's very spir- spiritual, um, very in tune, just somebody that kind of just has a lot of knowledge about things. They can be a little bit stubborn at times, but it's a very like beautiful, spiritual, oh, mystical number. Beautiful. Oh, that's good. She is. Good, yeah. yeah but eleven, eleven. If you're always seeing that, and um, and anybody can come into, and they say you're a light worker, and a light worker is someone that's doing like spiritual light work. So I see the I see number sequences all the time. My mom, she passed away when I was thirteen. I she speaks to me through numbers. Oh, so wow. I every time I look up, and she was born on the twenty seventh of December. She's a Capricorn, so I see the number twenty seven or two two seven or some combination twelve twenty seven all the time. And my fiance proposed to me on her birthday no. because Did he, he knew. Yeah, yeah, he oh. knew that Ooh, she dr- she came to him in a dream and told him that she was his, his my husband. So yeah. Um, so numbers, I'm like so it. into number sequences. Like I think if you learn and just start learning about numbers, because all numbers have energy and you just need to know the numbers one through nine. If you like one is self, two is partnership, three is creativity, communication, four is like building structure. Cause think about a square Four, like this is yeah. four, um, five is change and choosing directions. Six is like family and home. Seven is more like being inward and spiritual eight is building enterprise money and yeah. nine is completions okay. endings and letting things go so if you keep all of that in, in mind and you start seeing the number you can put together what message the universe is trying to give to you so if you're seeing so when you're seeing 11 11 that means you need to focus that's on self that focus. is yes that's more of um confirmation that you're in the right place you're, right you're being a spiritual leader or maybe okay. you're spiritually guiding someone and it also is the time to really think positive thoughts so i always and you say 11 11 make a wish I always like think some sort of positive thing when I see eleven eleven. Every time I see eleven eleven, I say abundance. Yeah. No, I just I'm like prosperity, abundance, <laughs> like anything I want to come. Abundance, abundance, abundance. I do that. God. Yeah, but you can. And there's another website. I'm giving you guys all my gems. Please. It's called Angel Numbers. Angel numbers or some just Google angel numbers and she breaks down every like number sequence and kind of tells you what the message the angels are giving you when you see that number sequence. Um, you can put it together if you learn about numbers. You can start putting those numbers together and kind of making sense of it. I am fucking here I for love. it. I am here for it. Do you have any specific questions? Because you've been twin flames and all this. No, I, I'm tapped out. So, <laughs> Tamiri, tell everybody where they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. Yes. On social media, your website. Give them all that tea again. Yes. We got to hurry up and wrap this up so she can read my chart. Yes. So I can be found at astrofashionista.com. That's my website. Uh, my Instagram handle is at astrofashionista, A-S-T-R-O, fashionista, F-A-S-H. 
I O N S T A. I know it's long. Because okay. um, some people think Afro, like somebody's right. like Afro. I'm like, no, okay. Astro. And we're going to have this in the show notes to help to guide. <laughs> yes. Um, Facebook, same Astro Fashionista. Twitter, I don't really use Twitter, but it's Tamaria Tear if anybody wants to add me. <laughs> um, so those are the main places. Yeah. And if you want to um, book a reading or natal chart, you can go to um, my website and just go to readings. And then I have like all the readings that I offer. I you had it. some good ones. I saw you even had for the people that are with child or thinking about. Yes. having a child that you have a baby birth chart yes. to, to help people guide them how to raise their children and yeah. nurture to their sun sign yes and their moon sign so sign. important all but kids then, are different you have yeah. to cater to their personality i think yes. that's like a parenting one-on-one i can't wait to be yes. a mom to do that oh. but um yeah so i've done baby birth charts for people yeah so i do that all, that's all. awesome mm-hmm. i love it all right girl get your cards out get what you have, <laughs> because once this mic goes down <laughs> It's about to get real. I think that was great. Thank you so much. Yes, for thank you, so, you guys. So I'm so glad so to be here. Great information, girlfriends. Make sure you follow her because <laughs> you need to know know yourself. Know yourself. Yes, know thyself. I got some good things know coming thyself. down the pike too in the future. So okay. you want to follow. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's it, y'all. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.